Well, welcome back to the Supercoach Professionals. This is the review show, round two. Is almost in the books. We're going to do the show um, for all the games except for the Monday night game. Basically, a couple of the later games may not be finalised in scores, but we've got the first run through anyway. Ryan MS joins us as always at the Reeves Show. How are you, mate? Good. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Um, you know, some good games, I thought. The Roosters um, Souths game was a cracker, as we would have expected. So we really can't complain. Round two is deli- the NRL delivering already. It's great that, you know, we're back and we're in the swing of it already, I guess. Yeah, yeah, a real good game. I was not ex- well, I was half expecting it to be a good game, but, you know, uh, your expectations never get met. Um, oh, absolutely. But it, was, but it was actually, yeah, pretty good. Um, really uh, back and forth and um, plenty of... Uh, Plenty of good stuff and some really bizarre stuff happening. So you you always want that mix. Yeah, well, I guess controversy and, and all the rest doesn't doesn't fall far when it comes to NRL. I don't know if Voldemort was named or not in the press conferences. <laughs> I haven't seen the press conferences. But, um, you know, look, at the end of the day, if any game, you know, there's adversity that you've got to overcome if you expect, if you expect to win. And I know that there's certain teams, you know, they're very upset after this round, but... Yeah, there's there's things that go both ways, and when some things get overlooked, and, and other ones just seem to get scrutinised, and, and you know, it make it a little bit lopsided as far as I'm concerned. But anyway, we're here to talk Supercoach. It is the um, Supercoach Professionals. You can find us at www.supercoachpros.com. That's p-r-o-s dot com, and also on Twitter at Supercoach Pros. And the first game we're going to look at is the Friday night game, the Bulldogs versus the Eels. Some big points put up mainly by the Dogs players. Uh, Brett Morris, he has started the season on fire, 89 points, scored a couple of tries, 18 points worth of tackle busts, 20 points worth in line breaks, and also 20 points worth of hit-ups over eight. Um, Curtis Rona, certainly for the price, 79. You won't say no to that. He did score two tries. That helps, but 20 points in line breaks and also 16 points total hit-ups. Uh, 66 points for Sam Perrett. A couple of tries for him, helping him along. James Graham, well, the evergreen, he just he stays on the park, and that helps him, you know. 23 tackles, um, 14 uh, hit-ups of over eight plus the 12 hit-ups under eight. Um, eight points in a line break assist and also a try assist there, 12 points. Um, Hodkinson and Leach are in there, 62 and 61 respectively, not bad either. Even Moses Mbai, the young player, had a pretty good game there, 58 there total. Uh, on the flip side, Sam Cassiano was really good last week, only 26 points this week. So you can see that yin and yang there with Cassiano. We expected a bit more from David Clemmer. He's got to 37. It's probably about his average at the moment, even closer to his ceiling. He's just not getting those minutes. And Josh Jackson, a guy we really liked heading into the season, only 45. Um, so temper expectations, and he's a bit below par. Um, and finally, uh, Josh Morris, just just not getting enough of the ball to do enough. Only 28 points, uh, Ryan. Yeah, um, look, I think with um, the, well, one Morris brother is, um, you know, going off and the other one is struggling. Mm. And I think I think it is all due to positional play and just how games are going at the moment. Um, because Brett Morris, well, he's decided that he's going to make fullback his spot. He looks yeah. amazing, doesn't he? He's, un- he's unstoppable. Yeah. Two, two dominant performances in two weeks. Mm. Um, yeah, he is... Well worth an option. Like, I never even considered him, to be honest, before 
before oh, until after round one. Well, the price, you know, and, and I guess because he's always pretty much played winger, you know, he thought, no, nah, not at that price. But he's he's outdone himself. Yeah, exactly right. He's uh, perfect, basically. If you want, if you want, if you want a fullback that uh, gives you big points and consistently, um, at three thirty nine, he's still a really good buy at the moment. And yeah, if you want him, probably get him before the price rise if you can afford it. Yeah, definitely. You need that big name fullback. If you don't have it, or you've gone someone that's not quite performing up to grade, it could be the time to sort of make that adjustment. Parramatta, that this this is a good. Um, Realisation, basically, the guy's a good game on the field, like Manu Mao did last week. Didn't quite get showing super coach wise. That that doesn't mean he's not playing. Well, it doesn't mean he won't score. Ninety seven points he managed this week. He played very very well again. This time got the got the points. Got the two tries. Got the you know ten points line line break, eight point line break assist. Um, yes, he's his floor's a little bit lower than you'd like probably because only 12 tackles, um, although a couple of them were, were try-saving efforts. I mean, he, he was absolutely outstanding for the Eels in a beaten side. Um, but that 97, that you know shows what he can do any given week. And at 318, still very much in that range. Uh, Corey Norman, 80. He's looking pretty good. Um, three try assists helped him there, 36 points worth of try assists. But certainly at his price, 237, very affordable. But on the flip side, some of the guys that underwhelmed, uh, Reese Robinson, back, back to earth for him, only 14. Chris Sando was off injured for much of the game, 18. Our big hope from the week before, not really performing. And Semi Rajaraja, despite the injury, 46. But we're going to have to watch that during the week. We'll talk about it on the roundtable show, whether he will be out longer term or not. And finally, Brad Takarangi, a guy we like. You know, we saw that, that the floor for Takarangi is, is quite low there, only 25. But, but I mean, as the, as the game would suggest, they were sort of ended up being dominated, although it wasn't quite that dominating, um, as the scoreline would suggest, Ryan, but still the super coach points not there like they were last week for the Eels. No, exactly right. Look, the Eels, um, yeah, they got ha- hamstrung early in terms of uh, injuries, which also obviously hinders your super coach points, depending on if you've got those players. But, I mean, when with uh, Sando out, they did struggle um, at the end of the game to come up with something a bit more creative um, as they started to run out of gas a little bit. Um, Corey Norman, as you mentioned before, was great. Um, but it's going to be one of those things, especially with the Eels, with a team like that where you have a dominant super coach player like Radra who's out for a few weeks um, as the preliminary, as it is, as is preliminarily indicated. Mm. He um, he's going to be one of those choices where do you hang on to him because he's he's worth a lot of money and. It's, yeah, he will get a price rise eventually, but when when can he play that third game to get the rise? And and if you don't have him, and you you know down the road, he, he could become a viable pickup when he gets renamed. Exactly right. It's one of those things. You definitely got to watch watch each week what's going on. Uh, a with the teams and B with the prices, uh, with drops and the rises and all that kind of thing. It's it's the way to go in terms of um, making sure that you can. You know, boost your team. Well, not only your team, but really bust the salary cap, but in a legal way. 
Oh yeah, and he's going to be a guy we're going to be talking about as these earlier weeks progress. When he, when is he coming back? Trying to nail that down, and if it's going to be a late inclusion because you don't want to have already used your trades for the week and when you wanted to bring him in. So there's going to be a bit of strategy with that one uh, that we'll talk about more on the roundtable show, of course, that we do on Thursday night. The only other mention there for Parramatta, and it may have been affected by the Sando injury, but Nathan Pete spent more time on the field and racked up 46 tackles on the way to 47 total points. So that was an interesting uh, little tidbit, but we still need to see more out of Pete's at that price to, before you can, if he can be a serious buy. The other Friday night game, even though the Eagles-Dogs ended up being a bit one-sided, it was a good game to watch, very entertaining. Meanwhile, <laughs> can't say the same for Cronulla and Brisbane, unfortunately. I mean, the weather had something to do with it, but uh, two teams that certainly have still got a lot of work to do, at least in the attacking side of things. Paul Gallen, uh, a bit of an exception, really. 82 points. Uh, he stood out like a sore thumb, a huge score there um, in a game where neither team really inspired too much. Um, on the flip side, guys like Ben Barber, only 39. Chris Hyington, 32. Valentine Holmes, a guy we like, got a chance, a late late call-up, only 14 points, so a disappointing day for Holmes, but he certainly wasn't the lone ranger. Big names like Andrew Fafita couldn't even hit the 50 mark. Wade Graham just getting there, so pretty disappointing. Cronulla, both on the field and from a supercoach perspective, minus Scallon, of course. Right. Yeah, look, it was an awful, awful game. Um, the Obviously, Gallon being the uh, exception, but no one else really did anything to put their hand up. Um, yeah, it was all poor across the park, even for the Broncos, really. <laughs> um, it was just, yeah, just one of those games where no one could really get a hold of it. Um, it's one of those things, you have had, had a guy like Fafida, he's... As, as everyone knows, he's worth he's worth a fair chunk of change, and he doesn't put up doesn't put up a big enough score. Then you got to then you start second guessing yourself, and you know you've got to have a, really they're not they're anything but this year so far. Yeah, exactly right. You've got to have a real good look at what's happening in the in the next round, and then you've got to make your make your decision from there. Do you cop a loss and hang on to him, waiting for him to come good, or do you cut your losses now? It's yeah, it's going to be like that for the first, well, for the first opening few rounds at the very least, um, where you've got to decide whether to hang on to your trades or get rid of some duds early. So it's really the strategy time, and, it, and it's all happening this week and next week, where you know that pretty much you've got to make those big calls on to trade or not to trade. Brisbane, Corey Parker, somewhat a return to form, seventy-one. Uh, total points thanks mainly to 37 tackles also um, 16 total in hit-ups but only six worth um, over eight only three actually got over that eight metres he's struggling a bit the offloads isn't helping him the change in the offload rule um, certainly not worth the price tag at this point Josh Maguire on the other hand quite solid 63 he's looking pretty good actually at the a reasonably high price tag, but certainly living up to that. Jack Reed, here's a guy that any given week can get it going. Uh, 62 points for him, so a pretty good round, but we're just not sure if that consistency is there yet with him. On the um, looking at the guys, didn't do so well. Jordan 
Kahu, just 34. He's a cheapie, so 34, you probably take that on your bench, but uh, certainly underwhelming. Justin Hodge, just 37. And even Matt Gillette was very good last week, but 41. If that's his floor, you're not too disappointed with 41, but um, certainly from the Broncos' perspective, you're looking for more. Corey Oates was a guy who came in too late, um, Ryan, and, and uh, but only 33, probably not, not as much as you'd like. And finally, Anthony Milford looks a bit out of place, doesn't he? Only 29. Yeah, look, they're trying to shoehorn Milford in, um, I guess, in the, a bit in the same way they're trying to shoehorn um, Ben Barber in on the other side of the park um, mm. for the Sharks. It's The Broncos' backs don't seem to be putting up very many points at all this season. Today. It's a stay away, isn't it? Wayne Bennett coached teams and nights were, you know, hard to, to find anyone. Um, yeah. Now the Broncos, they're falling into the same category. You can't really have Broncos players. No, I mean, you've got your guys like Matt Gillette and Alex Glenn who are at your 40s, and that's probably about as low as you want to go for a base for the guys who cost 400000 and $300,000 right. respectively. It's, it, there's a lot of better options or more intriguing options out there. Yeah. Well... But... Sorry, go on. I was going to say, I don't, <laughs> I really don't know much what else you can say about Brisbane. I was just going to... Sweep it under the rug, I tell you, and another team to sweep under the rug is the Gold Coast Titans. They got absolutely demolished. 40-0 by the Panthers, and it was 8-0 at half time. So that second half, Penrith really running away with it. But Gold Coast, I mean, just nothing to write home about. Luke Douglas, 47. I thought Lachlan Burr, you know, that cheap price, 122. You got the 39 he started. That's not bad. Another cheapie there, Kieran Mosley, only 32. And then you look at some of those bigger names like Aiden Caesar, 22. James Roberts, 35. Ryan James. Even who we like, but not a good day for him. Thirty-three, and finally Eddie Pettibon, one who had a low break even, but he did he did hit fifty-one. That's a good score uh, amongst others that weren't so good, Ryan. Oh, look, that is a good score for Pettibon. Um, being one hundred and fifty-nine, one hundred as his cost, that you'd almost take that, chuck him on your bench. Um, mm. in a, in a in a game where you get beaten by forty points to nil, I think I think that's a pretty good return. Yep. Um, someone who did surprise a little bit was Daniel Mortimer. Hmm. Um, he got to 45. His uh, ceiling, he, sorry, his floor is very low. But um, that 45 is kind of a welcome change if you had him. 22 not, tackles really helped. I mean, yeah, the halfback, def- it, it sums it up when your halfback's got to make 22 <laughs> tackles, but but it helps the super coach. No, exactly right. And I, I, I am not suggesting taking him whatsoever. <laughs> But he is, he is a cheap option, I guess, if you yeah. needed someone on on your bench that wasn't sort of not playing. Um, yeah, but not look, not now. But you know, keep on the watch list for sort of origin time. Yeah, look, he is. Um, it's one of those. Yeah, one of those guys. He might come good. Um, another guy who's not really scoring any points, but I thought he's one of those guys that plays a good game on the field, but it doesn't really equate to super coach points. Um, Ignatius uh, Parsi. Mm. Makes some good tackles, um, does some good runs, but it doesn't equate to much. He's only, yeah, he points, his points are only 27 for this week. He costs 122, 600, so not really um, breaking the bank if you have him, but I dare say that he's not really going to move or, or go up. He's, yeah, uh, he's so one of those players, if you've got him, you keep him on your bench because he, he might get that week where he, he, you know, he gets a bit of a bump and then you got something out of him. But Yeah, yeah you might, gonna, you might gonna be gonna a one, one to go because, yeah. Because uh, well, Gold Coast seem like that team where they might click eventually after all the um, distractions are kind of out of their system. 
Definitely a team mainly for the watch list, the Gold Coast Titans. On the other hand, the Penrith Panthers, we said last week, get some of the forwards in your um, side. Um, well, you could have got just about anyone in your side this week and they would have done you very well. Jamal Idris, 129, led the way. Um, a huge day for Jamal with the three tries against his former club, of course, Gold Coast, um, and 30 points worth of line bus helped. Um, 16 points total hit-ups and 12 points tackle bus. So, you know, a huge day for Idris. 100 points, Matthew Moylan. Another player, we talked about Manu Mao uh, earlier, Matthew Moylan was outstanding against the Bulldogs. Didn't show on a supercoach. And we talked about it. We said how well he played. Um, but we couldn't really know how that was going to be addressed. Well, it was addressed pretty quickly this week. He he scored 100 supercoach points. So that's a guy. I, I honestly believe supercoach-wise you can put your team around a guy like Moylan. I think that he has a chance to move up. You know, anywhere up to fifty to a hundred thousand by the time the year's done, I think he is that good. He'll probably play Origin um, and be a stud for you. You know, in that sort of English Slater, uh, Brett Stewart sort of category. Um, James Seguiaro, look, you know, we've said it from before round one. He's a keeper at, at hooker, 83, not letting anyone down. And some of the young guys like Bryce Cartwright, 66, George Jennings, 61, also getting in there. And a surprise, I guess, a little bit, Dean Farre. We know that, you know, that he's not the most reliable, but two tries helped him to 77, Ryan. So a pretty good day for him this week. Yeah, it was a great day for the outside backs, mm. for the Panthers. They were just cutting them up and moiling. Um, was the basis of a lot of that stuff. Um, he gave a pass to, I think it was, um, Farre for one of his tries. Uh, was just, yeah, you couldn't, I think the commentators were saying you couldn't get a better, couldn't ask for a better ball from your actual half as opposed to, you know, your fullback ball playing. And, yeah, you just put him away from about 40 metres out. And it was, a, it was a really good one. The other one that I found that was a, a good cheap buy, second rower, uh, Sikamanu, he ended up with 52, but he only he only costs 188, um, 500, mm. and so I think he's a very good bench option because he's been pretty consistent over the past two weeks, and it looks like he's getting he's getting relatively the same amount of uh, game time each week, which I think um, helps bring in that consistency. Scored a try, so you know that might. Yeah, might not get that opportunity each week, but certainly that sort of good average for a bench player, um, and that's what you want to temper any risk reward players in your team. You don't want them all to be risk reward. You want to go half and half. So that's certainly someone you can look at if you've already got a few uh, riskier players, I guess, in there. The Manly um, Storm game, pretty good game to watch, really. Uh, Manly returning to the winners list um, after a horror week or two. There, Daily Cherry Evans leading the way, a hundred points. Um, yeah, simply outstanding, and it's good to see for for his perspective. And if you do have him in Supercoach, you'd be pretty happy with that. Got a bit of a low floor, Cherry Evans. He can go um, missing, but I mean, he got fifty odd last week in a bad game, and a hundred this week in a good one. So that's not bad. Three hundred seventy-three thousand. Jamie Bureau back um, and scored eighty-two. So he was a guy we sort of talked about a bit on the roundtable show during the week. If he was going to be named with the late mail, could put up some points and did. Tom Simons, one of our favourites, um, can play two positions. Put up 67 points. He was really good. Um, and on the other side, Jesse Sinelefeu, who was pretty good last week, only the 28 this week. So a little bit hit and miss there. Blake Leary, another one, a cheapie, but only 33. So kind of getting what you pay for there, Ryan. Yeah, that's right. And um, Leary even scored a try to boost his points as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, Jerry Evans, fantastic. Uh, 
great comeback, really. Um, but the guy, Jamie Bura, now, this will be an interesting one, uh, being that he'll be playing, I'm going to assume he'll be playing 5-8 until 4 and can get back. Mm. It's one of those things, do you keep him after when he starts playing in second row? Or off the bench, so that's another one. He finished one last year really, really strongly because he was getting that extra game time, and of course he could get that again in the back row. We don't know how they're going to go with you know Simons, Mateo, and Dunamis Louis are the current back row. Probably none of them have cemented themselves there. We could suggest he keep playing, and you wonder in the back row if it'd even be more um, adept to put up points. I like Jamie Bura. Um, you, you can keep him on your watch list that extra weeks. So didn't play round one, but definitely heading into round four, you'd want to be thinking about making that trade if that's your strategy to do those early trades, try to bump up your cash, because he's a guy that could be a good keeper for you. Um, should also mention Brett Stewart. He's great at Brookvale, two tries, but still only 48 points. So we're just wondering if Brett Stewart, from a super coach perspective anyway, might now be that rung below of fullbacks, not someone you're looking for at that upper echelon. Yeah, at that price for sure. Mm. Um, he might have to put up put up a few better points to get himself back up there. Um, but 333 is yeah is a lot when you compare it to the other fullbacks in the in the game, or to the other elite ones. That's anyway. right. You want an elite fullback, an elite halfback, an elite hooker, and and you know I, I just don't think Brett Stewart falls in that category anymore. Unfortunately, from a super coach perspective, Melbourne, uh, Will Chambers had some great games last year. He had a great one again, super coach wise, ninety seven points, twenty three tackles helped, sixteen points tackle bus line breaks 20, 22 points worth of hit-ups over eight, plus a try, good day for him. Blake Green, 88, we wondered at his price, could he be a bit of a, a value play at the start of the year, um, showing that he can be, 34 points worth of tries helped him, but you know, 19 tackles, 20 points worth of line breaks, uh, also hanging in there or helping him out there. Uh, Billy Slater, 82, we just talked about fullbacks in Brett Stewart. Well, Slater's one you can still bank on, and that was a nice score for him, a well-rounded game too. He didn't score a try in that 82. Um, Cameron Smith, 65, yeah, probably a little below what you want from him, uh, but not horrible, a good sort of lower end of the spectrum. Tohu Harris coming good there, one of your favourites, Ryan, 63. That's a good score for him at 269,000. Jesse Bromwich at 443, you want a big score. He got 76. That's that's pretty much what you expect. And um, Marika Korobiti, 57, another one we should mention there. Yeah, look, I, I think... Um Kuna Mapia, uh, mm. I mentioned him in uh, yeah, an article I wrote. Um, 59 points. I, I think at 227, he's going to be a guy who's going to be pretty consistent with what he puts up. But I say probably between the 40s and the 60s. Um, and that's even if he doesn't get a try. So I, I think it's one of those games, uh, well, sorry, one of those players that um, could end up being that mid-range centre, centre or winger. Um, in your Supercoach team um, that you can bank on almost. Melbourne's wingers, they do well, don't they? I mean, Sisawanka was very good last year for them and um, it's just a matter of which ones are they going to go with. But if, if Tanama Pia is, 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 is going to make the grade, well, I mean, it did help 22 points worth of hit-ups over eight. I mean, that, you know, they come in, they do a lot of work off the wing and uh, it adds up. Yeah, that's right, it does. And maybe that's something else... Um, that uh, we need to look at in terms of 
not only these two teams, uh, but you know, competition wide, who who mm-hmm. comes in and, and helps out with the forwards uh, when they need it because obviously. A, it helps their team, but also it helps you if you've got them in the super coach side. Especially when they're getting runs that are going over eight metres each time. That's just double points. Um, Cowboys v the Knights. Who would have thought North Queensland 0-2, especially two home games. Um, Ethan Lowe, he just continues to perform. He's one. Of, he's at 325,000. He did this in the few games he played last year, so... He wasn't a cheapie. If he was a cheapie, everyone would have been on him. But at 325, probably scared people away. Well, he's going to go above 325, I can tell you now. 88 points, 37 tackles. He does a mountain of work, but he's got a bit of ball play about him. Uh, he scored a try. Um, he's you know 29 total points in his hit-ups. Just an outstanding performance. Um, Unfortunately, I guess, for him in the beaten side. Matt Scott got over for a try. That's a, that's a ceiling for him, 71, um, getting that try. But, you know, he's, he's got a very high floor, 27 tackles, 27 points worth of hit-ups. On the other side, James Tamer just not getting the numbers, uh, not getting the minutes, I should say, and therefore not putting up numbers, only 30. Michael Morgan, only 30. We just He looks good when he sort of gets some touches, but there's just not enough of them. Jonathan Thurston, we thought this would be his day, but only 41. He was targeted, a few, in, few uh, injuries, I guess, playing on with injuries, didn't help him. Kyle Felt was a late, a late inclusion, but only the 27, not really worth the price tag. And... Um, both Gavin Cooper and Jason Tamalolo with 35 and 49 respectively, certainly below our expectations there. Overall, Ryan, again, we're seeing with the Cowboys just not reaching that level that we expected before the season began, both on the no. field and Supercoach. Yeah, no, definitely not. They're not, not really good at all. It's a real struggle. Uh, it just seems to be nothing's gelling on the field. Mm. Um, when you have guys like Jonathan Thurston who are scoring 40 points and costing you... Um, 500,000. Um, yeah, there's real problems when you got them for the super coach. The real anomaly, I guess, and you mentioned it before, is Ethan Lowe. Um, he's put up two two big weeks in a row um, in a team in teams that just haven't played very well. Mm. Uh, so I'm not sure what he's what he's really doing. I guess it's he's um, just it shows his work ethic. I, I'm assuming, and he's one of those guys who, yeah, he's expensive, but it looks like um, he's one of those guys you can depend on. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting because Tomo's not getting the game time, and and you look at that forward pack, and it's such a a good forward pack on paper anyway, and you just wonder, well, would Ethan Lowe be the odd man out there if you said, well, we've got to get Tomo back in there and move, you know, Tomalolo to the second row? play Tamo in the 13, but as that third prop, as we've seen sort of Sam Burgess, Paul Gallen do for Souths and Cronulla, respectively, as most teams really do these days, let's face it, um, 13 is just, uh, you know, it's the old 13, when it used to be that the prop wore 13. Um, if they do that, Lowe could be the odd man out, even though he's been their best performer, and, and it's just sort of the balance of the team looks out. So from a Supercase perspective, it makes it very, very hard because we know this guy is overperforming. He's doing a great job. If you've got him in your lineup, you're happy as anything. 
But um, to pick him each week is going to be tough to try to find a spot for him, knowing that, that at any point his ceiling could be could be reached. But really, we don't know. This guy, who's always performing given the opportunity, he could just be one of those guys that keeps performing, like a James Seguiaro. We saw it, another ex-cowboy. Um, we saw it with him. You know, it took a long time for people to buy in, and he's still overperforming his price. So Ethan Lowe is probably worth the risk at this point, but it is a risk. And that's, that's, I guess, how we look at it. And everyone else for the Cowboys, honestly, you're starting to think about, you know, do I trade them out? Um, they're just not putting up the numbers. I think they'll get better as the year goes on. They are notorious slow starters, but they, this is a little bit ridiculous. On the flip side, the Knights have been outstanding 2-0 now, and it's led on the back of their centres, Joseph Leah. Dan Gago. Gago only 40 this time, but he had a big game round one. But it was Lalia leading the way with two tries and totaling 93. Now, Jared Mullen had a very good game, scored 80. That's probably a peak for him. At 309,000, you're really happy with that. But you're probably not going to get it each week. Probably not not looking too deeply into that one. Kate Snowden, on the other hand, I think get him in at 293,000. We talked about him a couple of times already about how the fact that he's got a high floor because he does a, has a good work rate and he puts up um, solid numbers each week. Well, he's even exceeding what he's done in the past, Ryan, because he's making breaks with those hit-ups and he's getting those extra points in the line bus, in the, in the tackle bus and the line breaks. Yeah, he's, he is going very, very well and all uh, to boot, he's getting a fair, a fair whack of time on the paddock as well. Yeah. Um, look, Newcastle, they don't look particularly flashy, but th- there they are, 2-0. Um, their centres, as you mentioned before, killing it. Jared Mullen's starting to come for the party. Um, Robbie Rocco, Rocco is... Uh, he's very consistent, isn't he? Very consistent guy um, for 317, so low, low 300s. He's... Um, Still, probably a, a viable choice um, if you want to get him in there um, at any stage. Mm. But he's probably going to go up. I, I would imagine. I think his break even be low. We'll probably mention him on the round table show. But um, I think he's an interesting um, topic for discussion. Yeah, definitely right. Um, look, uh, as far as nines go for the Knights, um, Adam Clydesdale is he's only only costs you one eighty five four hundred, but he's only putting up. Um, in the 30s, um, and I noticed that there was uh, Kurt Gidley as well mm-hmm. as the other. I think Siani Matayitia came on but went to fullback when Gidley went to hooker, and it was even times when Clydesdale was on. I think I don't know where Gidley was playing, maybe at a lock. Yeah, uh, they, um, they moved around a lot. Also played a bit, there, a bit, a bit there as well. So it will be interesting with that nine position. But as we talked about, it's very hard to get in a guy that's not playing at least 70, 75 minutes. And then if you don't have the money for those big names like a Farrell or Segarra, you've just got to find it some, from a different position because these hookers that aren't playing those full minutes are very, very inconsistent and you're just giving up points each week to your opponents. Exactly right. Let's move on to the game of the round, really, the South Roosters game. Um, South, well, George Burgess, he had a game like his, his, his brother Sam, really. And that's what the Supercoach guys that had him in their team wanted to see. They got a 95 total. Of course, that's a preliminary score. Probably change um, as we are recording this on a Sunday evening, not long, not too long after these games. Um, 
He did score a try, put over 30 points in tackles, um, almost 30 worth of hit-ups as well. So a huge game, George, and he just looked the part. His brother Thomas, well, he was the one that was a bit cheaper, so oh, maybe he'll come good this year. 58, can't be disappointed with that when you're only paying 280000 Uh Greg Inglis, not quite the ceiling that you want, but you know a decent score, 63. Alex Johnston, 64, two tries helped bump that up. But any given week, if he's relying on those tries, he is a dangerous and potent try scorer, but... Any given week at 341,000, it is a risk, Alex Johnston. Luke Keary, every penny is worth gold, really. 68 points. He's only paying 260,000. He's probably the, the cheapy half to get um, if you don't already have him. Isaac Luke, 67, solid numbers there, you know, as an 80 minute hooker, and um, or close enough to. And Adam Reynolds, 77, even uh, had that injury there for a little while, still got 77, and even missed a kick. I don't know, you know, he really does that. So And Glenn Stewart, we almost wrote him off last week, Ryan, but 57, uh, pretty good score there. And finally, Dylan Walker with 60. We, you know, he's very expensive, but well worth, uh, well worth the price. Yeah, look, I, I, I think at the moment, the way Souths are playing, you're not going to go too badly with picking anyone from their team. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, George Burgess um, had, a well, I guess a quietish week last week, um, but, yeah, exploded um, today just... Amazing game from him. Um, and also his brother, as you mentioned before, the cheaper option, but also another guy who puts up who, who put up some decent points today. Um, Luke Keary, as you mentioned, and I definitely think at that 260 price, um, that's tremendous because he is in great form and surrounded by guys and, who are in great form. Barring injuries or touch wood, I mean, he's not going anywhere unless he does get picked for origin, which no, yeah, look, exactly right. Look, I, I think that'd be kind of a bit weird of New South Wales, but yeah, um, that's never stopped them before. No, it really hasn't. It's a wild card. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Um, and the guy who I mentioned in my article as a possible sleeper, Joel Reddy. Um, 254, so he's probably a little bit expensive for the points he's putting up, but he's still got 50 odd today. Um, Very solid try. And scored the match winner. Exactly, and I think that that will continue throughout the season, that he will uh, be pretty consistent and he's probably going to get, um, you know, I, I guess probably, what, 0.7 tries a game or something like that if you break it down the average over the season. Any, any fantasy sport? player would tell you it's all about opportunity in a lot of a lot of positions anyway and 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 being a winger on the end of that back line it's a great opportunity so 254 yeah you're going to get value for money yeah agreed roosters aiden guerra we talked about him last week we said he had you know probably the better game than cordner well he got 78 to cordner's 52 this week so you can see there that those numbers you know are going to even out in guerra's favor there and he's a bit cheaper michael jennings 74 uh scored two tries bumped him up a bit still a pretty good score dylan napa we've talked about him enough on the show well he showed what he could do 78 points great individual try also put up 25 tackles james maloney solid day for him 56 mitchell pierce was disappointing over only 25 uh Roger Javasa-Shek looked good and put up 53. And then and a guy like Jared Rhea Hargraves continues to um, play really well, 57, including 45 tackles, so good numbers there. They didn't get the points, but they played pretty well, the Roosters. Yeah, look, they did, and they probably would have beat most other teams this week, this yeah, weekend. They would have, yeah. Um, and they probably should have won this game as well. Um, 
But as you said, uh, Napa was amazing today. Uh, used his size well and played a good game, got 78 points. The guy who, Sean Kenny Dow, now, had he not dropped the ball over the line, he's <laughs> 59. 59, he lost two points for that. So that's a 19-point swing. Swing, so he's possibly one of those guys. He is expensive at 320, 328. But, but it's opportunity. He's moved from the centre last year to the wing this year. That helps him super coach wise Exactly right, and he's yeah. As we were saying before, um, with the Joel Reddy situation, that he's on the end of a good backline. Um, but Kenny Dow also has, and no disrespect to Joel Reddy, a better skill base. Mm. Joel Reddy, so you'd imagine that he will put up um, some more some more points and definitely score um, some more tries. I don't think there's going to be many times where he um, where he must have put down. Yeah, they'll bounce back from this. The Roosters, they're a very good-looking team this year. The Raiders and the Warriors, the last game we're going to talk about on the review show um, with the Tigers-Dragons happening on Monday night, of course. Um, Isaiah Soliolo, we've mentioned him, we've mentioned him, Ryan, and uh, if you didn't listen to us last week, then you're going to have to get him in this week. 75 points for only 190,000. He's playing 80 minutes. Uh, he can play two positions. There's just nothing that you can't cannot like about this player. He's come back from England. He's looking the part. Uh, other Raiders, though, pretty dis- disappointing. The Warriors uh, too good and a bit of a scrappy affair. Josh Papali, 61. Paul Vaughan, 43. That's probably a flaw for him. Um, another flaw Sean Fenson, 48. You know, you're not sort of kicking the dirt, but you're a bit disappointed. And finally, the guys that we're not getting numbers out of that we might have hoped, um, Mitchell Cornish, 22. Um, even Frank Paul was sailed, a bit disappointing, 35. Uh, Jack White, 26. Yeah, look, um, Jack White was the big disappointment, I think, for this week. Um, on field, it looked like he tried hard and he just... The Warriors just um, smashed him every time he got the ball, so I think he's got a target on his back now after that big game the week. Exactly right. He was he was on their radar for sure. Um, Josh Papali got some good points. I think his Mm. super coach points are being hampered by the fact that he's playing front row. um, Yeah, it it limits his upside, doesn't it? It will help with his floor, but it limits his ceiling. Yeah, definitely, Uh, because he when he comes on. Well, I hadn't looking at the game tonight. He seemed to play. Uh, front row all the time. Um, he was never chucked into the second row, which I think is a bit of a shame. Mm. Um, it, it, yeah, and it, it would help his super coach points. Um, the other Canberra player, which I think is a guy who will be consistent for you, is Cecil Wonga. Yeah, 43. Scored a try. Um, looked like he could have scored a few more um, had the Raiders' back line been a bit, been a bit more um, fluid and smooth. But yeah, I think he's a he's a great pickup if you need if you need um, that kind of guy. Finally, the Warriors uh, Hoffman sixty eight leading the way. When we said get him in at the start of the years, hopefully he already did that and he's a set and forget. He's outstanding for the Warriors. Simon Mannering, very consistent. Mannering sixty six. Ben Medellino looks like he's got that consistency back. He lost it towards the end of last year after being a pretty much a must play for from halfway through the year anyway. Uh, last season sixty points for him. Manu Vatavai sixty seven. Um, he's 
he's very solid. And Chad Townsend continues to play well under Andrew McFadden, 61 points, super coach wise. Um, the cheapy Carter, 39, you take that. And Lizoni, 42, you take that as well at their prices, although Lalaia was disappointing with just the 25. And finally, uh, Sean Johnson, 55. So you're getting, you're getting average scores for Johnson, but the price you're sort of wishing for a bit more, waiting on. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're definitely waiting for a bit more if you've got him in your team because uh, it's a lot to outlay um, in the position that he's in. Um, and he's had a very quiet start to the year. He was starting to get into his work um, in the game this evening. He had, had a few decent uh, runs, a few decent passes, um, which helps out. Um, Simon Mannering's one of those second rowers who you can depend on. He's going to give you uh, you know, a consistent score each week. Um, 66 is not amazing, but it's certainly um, well, got to be one of those consistent scorers. Mm. We should um, mention Bodine Thompson too. He only got 36 this week, but 32 of them were tackles. So, yeah, yeah well, that's not a right. Bad floor. It was one of those things. Uh, he is one of those players where he's never going to set the world on fire, um, and, I, and I honestly think he's a little bit expensive for the output that he puts that he gives you. But having said that, he's certainly not a guy who's going to have a very low floor. Mm. He's just going to be a, a kind of just a like an evened out performer over the over the season. Yeah, that can go well like he did in round one. Exactly. I think if you're a Warriors fan and you've just put about four or five Warriors in your lineup, you're probably pretty happy. They, 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 even their their lower scores aren't too terrible. So um, they're a team to really watch, I think, under Andrew McFadden because that consistency starting to get in their game. I know they lost last week, but it will be interesting to see them over the next um, sort of four to six weeks where they stand. But there's some there's some good buys there anyway. Yeah, I agree with that. That's all we have time for on the review show. Um, of course, listen to the um, Roundtable podcast. comes out on Thursday. And in the meantime, go to the website, www.supercoachpros.com or follow us on Twitter. We'll put out tweets before each game. When any breaking news happens, it's at supercoachpros. That's supercoachpros.com. Thanks, Ryan, and we'll talk to you on Thursday. Cool. Bye for now.